Hey, this is Zach Feinberg from The Revivalists, and you're listening to Sound Sessions. I wish I knew you when I was young. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Mike Heideman, here on Sound Sessions on WGN Radio. Opening up for the Rolling Stones, more than 300 million streams of their songs, recording a music video in Muscle Shoals Studio, and now playing Lollapalooza here in Chicago. The band The Revivalists have been at it for a staggering 10-plus years, perfecting and threading together some of the best songs that I've heard in a while. I, like most people, started listening to them when I heard the song Wish I Knew You streaming on the radio. And then after listening to their album Take Good Care, I was hooked. And today on the phone, we have the guitarist from the band The Revivalists, Zach Feinberg, live from yoga class. What's going on, Zach? Yes. I'm great. <laughs> How's it going, Mike? I'm doing so well, man. So well. So where are you at nowadays? Uh, the whole band, we all live in New Orleans, except for our, our latest addition, PJ Howard. Um, he, he's a second drummer and percussionist. Uh, he's a Chicago native, actually. Um, he's been playing with us for two years at this point, but everybody else in the band, myself included, uh, we all live in New Orleans. And uh, as you mentioned, I'm just getting a yoga class right now in New Orleans. <laughs> so having a having a good moment with uh, a little bit of off time. Oh, that's great. So, it, so I want let's just dive into that then. When you're getting ready to go on a big tour like you you are, and you've been on tour for so many years, is how do you stay collected? You know, through all this craziness, is it yoga, good coffee? That's what, um, yeah, um, staying healthy is definitely important. I'm, I'm, I'm only 32 years old and I already have like an old man back. So that's why I've started, started doing this, uh, these yoga, um, and, and exercise and with, with all the travel, it, it takes a toll on the body. So yeah, definitely try to stay, uh, stay fit and to, uh, to endure all that. Hey man, I'm right there with you with the old man back. I'm feeling the pain too. I think we're the same age actually. So it's, it's nice to hear that I, I'm not the only one going through it. You're not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I think it's a very common symptom of like modern culture, just sitting all the time and everything. Ah, oh, it's the worst man. So what's your, what is your morning routine like then? How do you get revved up for the day? Oh, uh, my morning routine, you know, I wake up, get out of bed around 4 PM, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> typical it, it, rock star answer routine. yeah yeah it's kind of it's i guess a typical routine doesn't really exist for for a, a touring musician because uh you know i'll i'll typically i'll wake up and it'll take a second for me to remember where i am mm-hmm. that's 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 and you know if i'm home i'll, I'll I try to get my stuff done while i'm home and you know also try to find time to do like be in a creative space and not feel like there's any kind of pressure to, to be creative, which is, is not really productive for doing that. Um, so yeah, just kind of, you know, I'll, I'll wake up and I'll walk my dog and try to be healthy and play some music and, you know, get I, into it. I love it. What kind of dog do you have? I have a 10 and a half year old black lab. Wow. Amazing dog. What's its name? Yeah. His name is Hank. Hank. Oh, that's a great Hank, lab a name too. Beast. Thank you. 
So going back into your music, I could probably talk about uh, dogs and morning routines this entire time. Yeah, but sure. <laughs> we have you have some great, great news coming out. You're actually putting out a brand new music video for Oh No, which you uh, filmed yeah. and re- and played in the famous Muscle Shoals studio. What was that like? Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Muscle Shoals, it's a special place. Uh, so much great music over the years has been recorded there. Aretha Franklin, Wilson Pickett. Dwayne Ullman was a was a studio musician there. Um, Percy Sledge, when a man loves a woman, um, and it's just this this sort of unremarkable old room that s- smells a little bit like grandparents' basements, mm-hmm. like like just like the 1950s. I guess I associate that smell with uh, my grandparents' basement. Um, but it's very. <laughs> I think everyone knows that smell. Just, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it smells like your grandparents' basement. Um, unless you're younger. Well, you're, but um, you're smelling the, the sweat and the tears and the creative juices of millions and or thousands of rock stars that have that have graced that place. Smells like gold records, baby. That's what it smells like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it, it's it's disarming too because it's just like this small space and it, it's it's like you know in this little town in Alabama, and um, yes. Yeah, um, and it, it was just a really cool experience because you just get in there, you get in the room. It's not too complicated. We played it live, which is kind of how the revivalists, our, our band, shines best. Mm-hmm. And we just rocked the song, and uh, we got a good mix on it. And, and now we're putting out the video, and it's just that's what it is. Um, we got a we got a, a, a really excellent um, mixer to, to mix it. This guy Rob Kerwin, um, he's the guy that produced Hozier's last two records and mixed those. So he's no lightweight. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just the band playing a, a rock song live. And that's just, that's what it is. And it sounds good. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, your your shows are phenomenal. I mean, the, the the footage that I've seen of you guys playing, you always you light up the stage. And it's funny because we have somebody who works here, Sarah Tiemann, who's a huge fan of yours. And I'm guessing it's right. just everyone who sees you who plays live, or every time they see you playing live, they, they leave a fan. What is it about your electric performance that really draws an audience? I, I think we're, we're well-oriented to be a live band. We have a, a, a really dynamic, great, energetic front man amazing singer in David Shaw. Mm-hmm. We have interesting instrumentation with horns, saxophone, trumpet, and, you know, our trumpet player also plays keyboard at the same time, which is a little silly, but it's very exciting and fun to watch. We have a pedal steel guitar and, you know, we're, we're kind of hammy. Like we're hands. Like we like, we like to please the audience. We, we like to engage them. We like to connect. And there's just, just seeing a band like that live. I think there's what's not to like, um, yeah, you guys. You know, I don't want to see my own harm, but we've kind of we've kind of like developed this this sort of cult following, which is which we're really lucky to have. So, what were the early days like? How did you meet David Shaw, and how did you you know come together? Because I'm sure that there were a few times when you guys were playing music, and it was to an empty room. Oh, there was many times that we were playing music to an empty room. Um, the the early days of touring for us was you know like most bands just setting out. You, you you know cram into a van and try not to lose money you know sleep mm-hmm. on a lot of random people or friends and family floors you know book, booking shows ourselves and then working our way through various agents and and management teams um to to mix levels of success and over the years incrementally 
you know, getting better at it. Um, and kind of over the first 10 years, we, we started to develop this, this fan base that were really into our live shows and, and our albums. And we started getting a little bit of radio play. And then uh, we had Wish I Needed, which kind of brought us up to this other level um, as far as uh, the broadness of our reach. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your first question, I met our lead singer, David Shaw, in 2007. I was a junior at Tulane University. And I was riding my bike down the street. He, as it turned out, just moved to New Orleans from Ohio. And he was singing, playing guitar and singing on his front porch. And I just stopped because I was like, damn, this dude's really good. You know, I'm interested in music. And there's just nobody around. So I, he stopped playing once I stopped. And I was like, no, man, keep, keep playing. You sound great. And he finished the song. And from what I could tell, it was an original song. So I thought that was really cool. And then we ended up hanging out the rest of the day and kind of showing each other music and start to play a couple acoustic open mics together and get some shows. And then we got the rest of the band together. I was friends with our drummer, Andrew, and, you know, he, he knew some of the guys from college and we put the pieces together over the next few years. That's so cool, man. I mean, what a great organic way. You just heard his, his song in the distance, like a siren coming to you. And then now look what, (laughs) look where you guys are at. Yeah. And he was putting it all out there. That's the other thing. He wasn't like, he was, he was belting like in the like in the in the middle of the summer heat, like just on his front porch. I was like, "Damn, this dude is just killing it!" <laughs> to an audience of one, man, that's that that's awesome. Yeah. So when you guys were starting to play those open mics, what was that go-to song that you guys would would bring to the stage every night? Did you have a good cover? Um, it wasn't covers. That was the other thing that sort of set us apart in the beginning is. You kind of bands early on in their development kind of have this decision where whether or not they're going to be a cover band or try to be originals. And early on, you can get better gigs and make some more money playing covers. Like you can get booked at more frat parties or whatever mm-hmm. um, if you do the covers. But we kind of made this conscious decision to do originals because we had them, and that's you know what we we're interested in doing. And it wasn't until a couple of years of us playing that we even started to bust out any covers at all into the set. Um, That's just I, because we wanted to, yeah, firmly say like we're we're original music. So the, the, actually, the first song that Dave ever wrote um, is a, our second most popular song. It's called Soul Fight. So that that's always been a, a favorite um, since since day one. Wow. It's carried you that far too. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. So, look, mm-hmm. looking back, do you remember that first show after playing countless shows? And I'm sure you guys have. I'm a musician here in Chicago, so I know all the pain of of playing mm-hmm. shows that either go your way or they don't. But seeing that line outside the door the first time and being like, "Wow, what happened?" Yeah, it's it's good. I I remember our first show very well. Um, you know, I don't know if I remember the first time I see a, 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 I saw a line, and I, I can't say if it was for us or not because so many of those those bills in the early days are multiple bands or mm-hmm. some sort of event where there's going to be a built-in crowd, and you're happy about that early on. Um, I do remember the first time I, I heard the band name on the radio, mm-hmm. just like announcing that we had a gig on the music calendar and the local radio station. I remember like turning it up super loud, my heart pounding out of my chest, just hearing, hearing the band name. And then, you know, segue to 
12 years later this summer, a couple days ago, Mick Jagger, the, wor- the words of the revivalist, came out of his mouth, thanking <laughs> us for opening up for them in, uh, in Jacksonville the other night. And that was an amazing, incredible once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah, th- what, so what was that like, playing with the Rolling Stones in Jacksonville, Florida? You played with them uh, last week or so. Um, I- yeah, it was last week. It was, it was amazing, man. It was, I mean, it, it's mind-boggling to me that it's 2019, and my band opened for the Rolling Stones. Like, they're still doing it. This is a band that's completely defied all expectations, and they're still great, and they're just... It was, it was such an honor to to get that nod from them just like that whatever that that small stamp of approval um and also just participate in something like that is is going to be something that i'll cherish for the rest of my life it's just it was amazing we got to meet them you know i got to put my arms around around keith and uh and ron for for a quick picture so it, it was amazing Oh my gosh, that that is just so yeah. cool. Um, when yeah. so when you were sitting with them, did you did you get any time to maybe ask them a question, like do that one question, very one moment briefly. thing? Okay, you know it was like this very brief. They do these this very brief meet and greet with their openers, where you know the quick picture, and it's their photographer, and you can't take any pictures, so they can release the photo whether they, if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so Charlie walked in first. And we're all talking about, he was, he was like, you guys are from New Orleans, right? So we started talking about, and they were just in town. So we started talking about places that he went to in New Orleans, drummers that he hung out with, great musicians. You know, it was, it's kind of just, it was just like a conversation with, you know, any other musician that yeah. you talk to. And you talk, it was really cool. He was really interested in, in guys like Shannon Powell, who he had met and seen play. He was an amazing New Orleans drummer. Um, Stanton Moore, he got to hang out with, and he said he was frightening, meaning that he's frighteningly good. And it's like, yep, that's a that's a very common musician experience. Also, that <laughs> people are scary good, and like, and it, this is you know a drummer and the biggest man in the world having that experience. So that was cool. Um, and then Mick, and then the Mick and the rest of the boys came in, and Mick gave everybody a pound. You know, and he's about to go on stage, so mm-hmm. he's probably got all this, this energy. And like, he's about to deliver like a two-hour performance, and we just briefly, you know, cracked a quick, quick couple jokes or whatever, small talk with the, with the guys, and that was it. And yeah, it was, it was just, it was fucking cool. Oh, excuse me. It was <laughs> no, cool. <laughs> no, that that is fucking cool. I mean, to be hanging out with yeah. the Rolling Stones yeah. on stage, yeah, and you I know, I yeah, I wasn't sure if we had a sensor for uh, for FM radio or not, so. <laughs> For that kind of moment, you know, yeah, I think that that, that warrants it. Um, it warrants it. Cool. Um, what an what an awesome, awesome experience because that show and seeing Mick Jagger, who is, you know, pushing up on the ages, is 70s, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. going, going two hours straight, and he's dancing his ass off the entire time. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, guy, no. he must have a heart of a know. baboon or something. Yeah, the, the guy, the guy is is youth personified. You know, like really, like you hold, he's he'll, he is forever young, even when he's even when when he passes on. Like what what he's contributed, that energy, that music, it's just it's gonna it's gonna give people life for a yes. long time. So is that kind of the pinnacle moment where you're like, wow, you know? this music thing is is really paying off or playing with the Rolling Stones or has there been another time when you're like geez this is this is for real now I'm yeah, not there, you definitely try to stop and smell the roses and 
and appreciate it. But the Rolling Stones gig for me definitely sort of validated everything. And it just felt really great to, just to have that. Yeah. Man, and now you're going to come to Lollapalooza here in Chicago. And since we're a Chicago-based yeah. station, it's you know Lollapalooza week. It takes over the entire city. What are some good memories you have of Chicago? Oh, so many. Um, the, the, the first couple times we went, um, we stayed uh, in the house of, of my friend Bill Jacobs, who is the owner of Peace Pizzeria. Shout yeah. out to Peace and Bro Bagel. Um, he was very generous early on, letting, letting uh, six or seven dudes sleep in his place. Um, we, we, we do the taste of Randolph or whatever taste of Lincoln mm-hmm. festival, a bunch of those summer fests over the years, great times. We, we would just stay at a friend's house out in the suburbs, have a good time out there. Wow. I remember the very first time we had a fly gig, the first time we flew to a show was, I think a taste of Randolph one of the, like many years ago Yeah, and it got rained out. Our set got rained out. Oh, and they were man. like, hey, since uh, you're not going to play, is it okay if we pay you half? And we were like, this is nothing against them at all. But we weren't like some of the, we weren't sure. We were like, yeah, that seems fair. You know, a bunch of the guys, I was like, guys, no, like we have a contract. Like we flew out here. That's what we're going to pay for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not to pay. Uh, so I don't know if I should have shared that story. With that, was, that, was <laughs> no, that, that was that was your, you know what? I'm going to look at it. I'm going to spin it here for you. That was your donation to the Taste of Randolph. Because they they support no, we, a lot. No, we took the money. We oh. took the money. Actually, I was like, I was like, guys, no, we can't deduct it. That's not how this works. Oh man, it was so, probably a couple hundred bucks anyway. It was isn't not a big deal. But uh, yeah, we stayed by the airport at Midway. Not a, not the greatest neighborhood right around there. Yeah, been a couple. You know, yeah. So yeah, tons of tons of great Chicago memories. Love walking around the Art Institute, Millennium Park going out on the on the lake. Mm-hmm. Great town. I'm excited to spend some time there. We're stoked to have you here. So you're playing Lollapalooza. Are you going to stop by Peace Pizza or anything, or are there some spots that you need to hit up when you're in the very, city? It's very likely. Um, if, we'll probably order some to the to the venue at the very least. Um, <laughs> very you know, nice. I'm, I'm not sure about like how I'm going to be spending my days because we have, we have our show also at the Vic Theater. That's so right. there's going to be some sound check-in, and there's going to be some time spent around the venue and all that. Um, but I know, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to check out the festival. That, that, that's going to be awesome. I've never been to Lollapalooza. Everybody says it's amazing. I hear great things about it. We're speaking with Zach Feinberg from the band The Revivalists. They are just crushing it at the moment, and they have put in the work, they put in the love, they put in the passion, and we're stoked to have them here at Lollapalooza coming up uh, in August. Now, uh, there's a lot of people out there, you know, guitar players who are playing on their in their mom or dad's basement, probably smells like their grandparents, as, as we already stated before, <laughs> uh, or in their bedrooms, and they're writing songs just like you were when you were a kid. What kind of advice can you give them to put them on the track that you were at today? Um, just, just keep keep working at it. Keep developing your craft and your skill. That's you know that's something. And, and keep and do it. Do it. Do what makes you happy with it too. Do what what, what you're passionate about. It shouldn't really feel like homework or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Do what's gratifying for you. Um, and I, I think people will relate to that and connect with that. I love it, man. Spread the love. The album Take Good Care is out now. The new music video, Oh No, at Muscle Shoals Legendary Studio is out tomorrow. 
And if you're listening to this now, it's out. It's out right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, hey, Zach, thank you so much for joining us here on Sound Sessions today. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks for having me. I wish I knew you. Can't get enough of Sound Sessions? Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Sound Sesh Pod, and check us out on Instagram at Sound Sessions WGN.